It is day two of a virtual Toronto City Council, and joining us now virtually over the phone, Deputy Mayor Stephen Holliday joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Holliday, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, first off, are you having as much fun as the rest of us navigating Zoom these days? <laughs> I tell you, it's not easy, especially sitting in front of a little computer screen for two days, staring at a little camera lens with a light shining on you. But you make the best of it. Look, I'm privileged to be part of this process and uh, making it through my second day of council right now. You know, we keep saying this throughout this pandemic, but thank goodness for technology, right? And how it's allowing us all to continue to communicate and continue to function. Yeah, things have worked out really well, and I really appreciate the support I've received from the public service uh, in letting me do my job as a councillor. Is the most worked maybe over at Toronto City Council right now the IT department? Uh, how key have they been for all of you? <laughs> I think they're essential for everybody everywhere. You know, yeah. hats off to our IT people. All right. Before we get to today, I want to look at yesterday. A motion to defund the police was defeated. You were one of the no votes. Why? Oh, for sure. I, I, I'm quite uh, firm in my stance. Speaking to people as a councillor for five years, the people uh, that, that live out here with me out in the West End love our police and uh, are constantly asking for more and more services. So any notion to reduce services does not square up with people. And I know there was an outcry. There was an outcry to change policing a little bit. And I think that's what council ultimately recommended. But I think it would be irresponsible uh, to try to defund police. I mean, after all, who's going to make, uh, who's going to respond to all the calls and put the, the bad guys away? Well, you know, there, as you mentioned, there's an outcry. There clearly is a call from the community for change. So if not uh, defunding the police and taking some of that money from policing and putting it towards or into mental health, uh, what do you think is the way forward here? Well, I mean, be very careful on this. Um, one of the ways that this was positioned was to take the money away from the police and then give it over to social services. And that's one comment I made to council was be really careful. You don't have to join the two things together. One is not a reward for defunding the police. We can have those conversations about what the right levels are for social services. We go through our budget process every year and we do that. But to predicate that on taking the money away from the police is the wrong conversation to have. The other caution I gave yesterday to council, and in, in, in it was reflected in, in much of my voting, was to be really careful about what we do as city council and as politicians when it comes to policing. Our police service is run by a police services board, which is independent from council, although councillors sit on it. And mixing politicians and police operations is not necessarily a good thing. All right. As you well know, though, the police budget is well over a billion dollars. We've talked for years on this uh, radio station, on this show, about ballooning police budgets. And, you know, at a billion dollars, is that not a lot of money? Uh, I mean, we don't have an endless supply of money, and when we're looking at more funding for things like mental health and to keep uh, people uh, protected. Where is that money going to come from? Well, you're right, Jeff. Uh, a million, uh, sorry, a billion dollars is the single largest line item. But let's remember what it pays for. Uh, over 90% of that is the salaries and benefits of the people that work in the Toronto Police. So those are uh, feet on the ground, and any removal of those funds re- results in a uh, 
a reduction in services. Uh, I agree there needs to be some increased services on mental health, and maybe we can shift some of the response that police do around that to somebody that's more specialized in the category of mental health and maybe save some dollars. But I don't necessarily run to say that we should do that for the sake of saving money. We should have that as a better process and a better outcome for people. And we shouldn't be rewarding uh, those savings as a prize that go instantly to social services. That's a separate discussion about what the right service level is there. Joined online by the Deputy Mayor, Stephen Holliday. Also uh, on the agenda today, Stephen, is face masks. Now, Dr. Eileen DeVilla said this morning that it should be mandatory for residents to wear masks in indoor spaces. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's been a big change uh, right from uh, what we saw on the weekend with our papers preparing for council. Uh, we now have advice from our chief medical officer of health. And as a counselor, I rely on that as being scientific and medical in nature. And so it behooves us as counsel to obey that type of thing. I think the context here, though, was there was caution from the city staff in moving forward with enacting city-level bylaws and trying to make masks mandatory. It's a very difficult thing for a city to try to mandate. And their argument had been it was better for the province to do it. But the province has signaled they're not interested in going down that path, so it now falls to council. And if you look really carefully at what the recommendation is from the doctor, it's to pass a bylaw which will require property owners to have a policy for people to wear masks, as opposed to speaking to the individual directly. I like that approach because I think people that look after their stores and their businesses uh, are in the best position to figure out how it should work. And, you know, you go look at those things, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Maybe it's no mask, no service now. Okay. Is there consensus, do you believe, on council? Do you feel as if this will move forward, this will be approved? Yeah, you know, I think with the doctor's advice, uh, things have changed a lot. I would be, I would not be surprised if it's if it's a unanimous vote to support the chief medical officer of health. But there might be a few holdouts. As many misgivings as I have about you know overstepping as government into regulating people and putting all sorts of laws in, at the end of the day, I have to look at what the chief medical officer of health has been trying to do through this pandemic. And if she comes to council with an ask for a need, I think we should be supporting her in what she needs us to do. Okay, can we dig a little deeper on this in this proposed uh, bylaw? Exactly what would it mandate? I mean, you mentioned no shoes, no shirt, no service, maybe no mask as well. Okay, that's for, you know, stores and malls. Would we see that in every Toronto uh, business? If you come to a business tower on uh, Bay Street, you will be required to wear a mask while you're at work all day long? You know, it's a fair question, and I think, uh, Council, we're going to sort through that in the next couple of hours because this report is literally hot off the press. But it does talk about the uh, person or organization that owns or operates those facilities and businesses making sure that they have a policy to have people wearing masks in enclosed public spaces. Sounds like a mouthful, and I think we need to unpack that as a council to make sure we understand where it applies and where it doesn't. I think at the end of the day, it will just get more people wearing masks. Yeah, because I think, you know, the public is going to want some clarity on this and make sure that they're uh, abiding by uh, whatever the new bylaw might be. And, you know, it's a little vague in enclosed public spaces. Is it where physical distancing isn't possible or is it if I'm indoors, I should I, I will be required to have a mask? All very good questions. And it doesn't say that in this recommendation, but we are treading on new ground here. And I think we're finding our way through this. And uh, and you're right. There are good questions that will need to be communicated, and that's going to be all part of the process. And by the way, it is temporary until September 30th until we reevaluate it once again. And that's an important point. It's not forever. 
You know, I was going to ask that. That was one of my questions for you. Is is this something that will probably be in place if it's passed? Uh, you mentioned till September, but will it likely be renewed and be something that will be with us until there's a vaccine? Well, it, it literally says to look at again, look at the whole idea again at the next council meeting at the end of September. And I think what we'll have to do is see what's going on in the world at that point in time. Do we have a second wave? Are things better? Are things worse? And we'll go back into our chief medical officer health and say, was this successful? Was this a positive outcome and should we sustain it? And I think as long as we're getting her advice and not making political decisions on masks, medical decisions, I think we'll be on the right path. All right. If passed, the mayor has said that there won't be, and I'm quoting him here, aggressive enforcement. Are you comfortable kind of leaving this up to individuals to, quote unquote, do the right thing, as Mayor Tory put it? Well, that's the weakness in the whole thing that we've been cautioned throughout. Um, I'm one that says, you know, if you're going to put a law and be deliberate about it, but I think it's going to be very difficult to enforce for very practical reasons. It's kind of like when you lower the speed limit on a road and you change the sign. Some people are going to keep speeding anyways because that's what they're going to do. But I think there will be some mechanisms in there that we can enforce. But at the end of the day, what you want to do is just try to get more people complying with this. And I think we're heading in the right direction with this type of a rule. All right. Deputy Mayor Stephen Holliday with us this afternoon. Deputy Mayor, appreciate the time. Thanks so much.